This is a Voice It podcast. I'm KLG and each episode I'll bring to you different stories from business people across the UK on It's Your Business. Everyone has a story to tell. Why not voice it? Voiceitpodcastagency.co.uk In this series, we deliberately use equipment that you might already have in your business, ensuring that you have the opportunity to make your very own business podcast. More about that on my website. Hello and welcome to this episode of It's Your Business with me, KLG. And in my studio today, I have Brad Bucheri. And Brad has a business called Sensemaker. We're going to make sense of that right now to find out exactly what Brad's business is, what it does for other businesses. And then we're going to have a little example later on of Brad connecting these dots with me as my business so that you get a real sense of what his business is. So hello, Brad. Hello, Kathy. Now, Sensemaker, first of all, it's a great name. What is Sensemaker and what do you do? Yeah, so Sensemaker really is an organization that uh, works with business owners to help them increase profit through structured processes. So we, we work with them and we, we aim to educate them through that process at the same time so that when they come out the end, they've got a skill that they can use with them going forward, uh, as well as being guided on that process um, to start with. So can you give me some sort of examples of that? Yeah, of course. So the SenseMaker method, uh, we call it the SenseMaker method, and that's split into two halves, really. So the one half, on the one hand, we uh, work with business owners to help them understand how the different parts of their business work together to actually make sure that you've got profit left at the end of your year, your trading year. And then the other half of the SenseMaker method is more of a marketing aspect where we help business owners to understand that if they don't have a message, They don't have a market to speak to. Uh, And so we help them to clarify that message to speak to their marketplace. So how did you come to be doing this business? Yeah, so way back, you know, I was in school, I was in sixth form. It wasn't ever really something that I enjoyed. Uh, Something that I did have a passion for was the Internet at the time. It was fairly new still. And um, I began experimenting with uh, with websites and web design. And over the years, uh, that kind of snowballed. And I ended up working freelance as user experience design and web design in various different marketing teams. And one thing led to another. And I ended up working as uh, head of user experience in a London agency. And worked with some really great brands there, you know, some really interesting people. Cut my teeth on some really good, interesting projects. And one thing led to another there and ended up working with people who really had some gritty experience with marketing. So if you were to sort of expand on user experience, what does that actually mean? Yes. So basically understanding how we can give people that visit websites or you know, in a broader sense, just in any general experience with a business, uh, any prospect that comes to a business, how we can make sure that the experience that we're offering them is optimal. Firstly, to give a great customer experience to make sure that they're getting the ultimate service level, but then also to optimize it from a business's perspective to make sure that any marketing budget that's been spent is being spent efficiently in turning those prospects into customers. 
So you no longer work for someone else, work for SenseMaker, and you're based from home? Uh, yes, exactly that. So after I was in user experience design, um, I progressed into a role as marketing manager for a company, an industrial cleaning company, and I helped them to build an internal marketing team. And um, over the course of a five-year period, we grew the inquiry revenue for that business substantially. And the pandemic came along and the opportunity presented itself for me to join SenseMaker, um, which was founded sometime previously, yeah. So SenseMaker has been going for quite a long time then? Yes. So SenseMaker was founded by my dad. It must be close to 20 years ago now. He's actually my business partner in this and he provides the financial side of the SenseMaker method and I collaborate with him on that marketing aspect. So how's that working with your dad? Yeah, no, it's great. We work together really well. We've had a lot of experience at working together over the years and, uh, and we collaborate really well. It, it's beneficial for the people that we work with because we're coming at uh, the problems that they're solving from a business perspective uh, from two different angles. But at the same time, we understand how each other think. And so it's really fruitful. The exercises where we're involved together generally bear really good, fruitful results. So we're going to go through an example of what you would do with a customer, with a new client. So say, for example, I come to your Voice It podcast agency and I say, OK, Brad, how do I connect the dots? Where do I start? What would be the first part of my customer experience with you that sets me on the path? Absolutely. So first of all, we would have a conversation where we would take some time to understand your personal journey that you've been on, your history, your expertise and your experience. And I would explain to you how that kind of plays together uh, to give you a unique message that you can actually share with your audience. So I very often say to people, um, if you don't have a message, you don't have a market. And what I mean by that is if you don't have something to teach your audience, you're going to struggle really to find anybody to sell to. And so I tend to break that down into six separate steps. The first step that I would take you through is to look at clarifying the existing arena that you're selling within and the people that you're selling to. Then expand upon that audience and really dig into the types of person. So this is kind of beyond the general kind of marketing personas. This is the types of things that they're interested in almost to an emotional level. Um, we would identify the new space that you've created in your, in your business and the difference between the crowded marketplace that you've come from and this new unique space that you've created. Because ultimately, we understand that people buy a product or a service as a means to an end for themselves, as a way for them to get to some desirable outcome that they're looking for. And so what we want to do is understand or quantify the old marketplace that you've come from and where you've innovated to. And then once we understand that gap, we can start to work through a structured process of filling in those blanks that you went through and package that up in a message that we can feed back to your audience that you've come from, encouraging them to take that journey and encourage mass movement to your new, better way of helping them get to where they want to be. So is that for new businesses or established businesses or is it is it for anybody really that they can come to you and say, look, I'm stuck, I don't think I'm targeting properly, I don't think I'm in the right market? Do you say, well, what's unique about you? Yeah, so the way that I approach it first is there's almost a, uh, a qualification process that people can think through themselves in the sense that 
Um, I break it into two groups. So I've called the two groups of people movers and takers, bit of a play on movers and shakers, right? So takers are people who are in the crowded marketplace and they're quite happy to stay where they are. Uh, it's more about the next sale for them rather than about a good customer experience or innovating or improving their product or service. The second group of people are called movers. Those are the people that I work with. So movers are people who, whilst the money is important, for them, it's more of a passion. Uh, they believe that it's almost a purpose or a calling, some people say to me, uh, for them to help people understand that they've uncovered or created a new and better way through a product or a service. And um, sometimes those people are stuck in the old marketplace and they don't know how to innovate, but they know that they should. In other scenarios, they have innovated, but they don't know how to communicate that back to the marketplace that they've left. So would that work for me? So for an example, I've worked in radio, audio my whole life. I've left a really big leadership role in radio, but I've always loved the editing. I've always loved the interviews. I've always loved the training of others to do what I did before I was just managing people in the end. The higher up the ladder you go, the further away you go from what you like to do, which is, you know, I, I like to keep my hand in really. And I'm really passionate about podcasting for business and how it can help businesses grow. And what I realised was that it's not just about telling people about the podcast and, and doing the editing and production for them and getting the intro right and the outro it's about training them how to do it themselves. And I love doing that and seeing people get on that podcasting journey themselves and that they can fly away and do it themselves without me or with little input from me later on. Uh, and they can pick and choose which they want to do. So they do it themselves after intensive training or I can do it for them and they can just record it. So would that sort of connecting the dots and looking at a specific message work for my type of business that's exactly it yeah so the way that i would look at that and i mean you can hear in the way that you speak about it that you're passionate about what you do even from the perspective that you you know to most people an ideal job would be that level that you took a step back from and i think it's interesting to hear you talking about it because you can hear the passion coming through and it's exactly that so the key part of helping people get to a new better way is to first of all understand that there are people that have the challenge and a great position to be in such as yourself there is is to have been through that process yourself if you see what i'm saying so you would have started at a point where you had no real understanding of what you're doing and because of your career progression you built what we refer to in sensemaker as platforms of understanding which are a bit like different scaffold levels in your mind that you build and they get progressively higher up. And so the whole kind of crux of clarifying your message is coming to the realization that those platforms are steps and it's not a straight flat journey from the old way that you're taking people from to the new way. And so with the best will in the world, when people are stuck in the old way, they just simply don't have the correct platforms of understanding or the, the perspective to see things the way that you do. And so it is exactly as you said, it's about being able to go back through your own journey there in this case and identify key markers or milestones of, of topics and themes that people would need to understand for you to be able to begin educating your audience and bringing them on that journey up those steps 
so that they eventually get to a point where they are able to understand your perspective and jump in and commit to this podcast program yeah wow it's really interesting isn't it it is difficult for any business listening to this podcast whether you're a new business whether you're an established business whether you're a solopreneur whether you whatever part of your business journey you're on there's always this marketing aspect and someone else coming in or you know your competitors and you know that you're better you know that you're more professional you know that you've got the experience for example but it's always very hard to get that across to people and get it across to the right people so does SenseMaker help you kind of clarify all that make sense of it for yourself before you even put it out there absolutely yeah so the the framework exists really to download the information if you like from your head onto this canvas that we call the message clarified canvas and it just helps you to formulize your thoughts and, and and put them in a structured place so that you can then create and craft that message later on and you know the way that we do it as i said we're an educational organization so we do it in such a way that Although you've possibly defined and clarified the primary audience segment that you're working towards um, selling to or, or to reaching, you're able to then take those tools that you've learned through that program and actually work through secondary and third level audiences and um, work on clarifying the message for people that are starting from different places, different understandings of the problem that you solve. So would you have different message for different people or are we looking at trying to find one message that's going to hit everybody so as the experts we will always understand that the essence of the problem is the same so for me i always say to people your second most important job as a visionary is to educate or teach your audience and people always say to me well what's the first most important job and the first most important job as a visionary is to keep blazing a trail because you get into that position that you spoke about where people kind of catch up with you. So even if you create your own space, people catch up with you and that becomes a crowded space. And so you have to constantly be pushing ahead. And so whilst we understand that there's one core problem that we're solving, because of everybody is at different stages in their lives, because of professional experience, their own unique personal experience, just general understandings that they've got from life everybody self-diagnoses the issues that we solve for them from a different way so for example I help people to clarify their message but when people talk to me they will say things like I know that I have the perfect solution for somebody but I can't explain it to them in a way that makes them want to buy or some people might say um, I don't know how to speak to people who are at different stages in their journey uh, with different levels of understanding, or I don't know what to say in my social media content or put on my website. All of those look like different problems, but I know that they can all be solved with the message clarifier. Right. So once you've clarified that message with someone, they can then go out into the world and market that message in all types of different scenarios and platforms. Exactly. And I think it's really healthy because it, it puts us in the frame of mind where we're, you know, you often hear people saying it's it's important to listen so that you can give a kind of an educated response rather than just listening to respond or to ask your next question. And I think once we've been through this message clarification process and we understand the essence of what we're trying to do, it actually helps us to take a step back when we're having conversations with people and listen to what they're saying. And and because we understand the foundations 
of what it is we're selling and what we're trying to help people with, we can listen to what they say and, and we'll be kind of receptive to new ways that people are identifying the issue. Does that make sense? It's difficult, isn't it? Because you go, for example, uh, websites, you were saying before that you did websites. And if you were saying back then, who's your target market? Who, who would benefit from what it is you do? You kind of would say everybody in business. Everybody in business was 20 years ago was suddenly all getting a website. And it's like now I'm saying to everyone, you should all really be looking at a podcast for your business. People listen to audio, blah, 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 blah. We all know I bang on about it enough. <laughs> but then others are saying to me, yeah, but you need to really niche that down. I, said, I don't want to exclude Joe Blogs that wants my services by messaging to Joanna Blogs. Do you see what I mean? Because I was explaining to someone the other day and they said, well, why don't you just say that you provide podcast training and production services to female founders over six figures or whatever? And I said, yeah, but. That's all very well, but a lot of men are my clients as well, so I've just completely excluded all of them. Or they'll come anyway, but I don't know whether they would. We're saying here we need a clear message that goes to everybody, but they were kind of saying you can have lots of different messages for different people. But I don't want a million and one messages. I just want one clear message. Yeah, I think it's a good question and an interesting question, and I think it for me it comes back to the idea that we have a primary segment that we're marketing to or that we're speaking to. Um, so we lead with one, but we can speak to many. And so I would say that it's a good idea, first of all, to establish yourself and to set up a foundation of, you know, the basis of your customer base, build your customer base and get that to a point where you understand why people are buying, what they're buying from you and, you know, what the essence is of what they're trying to get out of it. And then to me, it makes sense to be able to say, okay, let's expand that. Expanding it in the sense that it's still niche, but you're opening it up to speak to more people in a more specific way. So if we imagine that I'm in a busy town center and I say, all ladies who want free nail varnish, step forward now, you know, I'm going to get a group of people. But then I could have the same message, but get more specific with it and say, all ladies with brown hair who are wearing glasses and want free nail varnish, step forward. And so I think it's the same message, but we can, in some instances, create landing pages or specific marketing campaigns that can speak to um, more specific groups of people as and when we require it. Yeah. So it's the same message, but you tailor the campaign slightly differently depending on who you're targeting at at that specific time. Yeah, who you're speaking to. And I think, you know, it comes back to uh, those different segments. So when I say segments, you know, what I'm visualizing in my mind, and it's hard for people to imagine, I know, but uh, is kind of like if you imagine a circle, like an orange that's cut up into segments, and then the the labels that go around each segment is the, are the different audiences that we're speaking to. So the analogy that I just gave there of calling out a specific name or type of person in a crowded town center is effectively what would go around in each segment. So we have these names that we're calling out into the marketplace all the time. And that's something that I think is healthy for us to, although we've picked a group that we're selling to, it's healthy for us to constantly be testing to find that group of people that really responds to the message that we're putting out there. So we're constantly listening and adjusting and progressing and developing our own understanding of it. Like you said, connecting the dots, it's like a dot to dot. You start off at the beginning and then 
yeah if you're going out in those different segments yeah i get that it's very difficult because it's easy to say well everyone could buy my services and a lot of people say that um and it's just trying to niche it down and down and down so you've got that one main group and like you're saying then maybe split off into different segments after that so what type of businesses do you work with so we work with the big variety predominantly uh, because of how the business was founded and how it has kind of developed. Uh, we work a lot with construction industry. So that can be, uh, you know, there's many different um, areas in the construction industry that we work in, but we work with e-commerce brand owners. We work with um, people who do specialist printing for artists. We work with people who make custom jewelry. So we, we can help anybody that has these challenges pretty much, so long as they fit into that group of movers, not takers. So they've got to be innovating, keeping moving forward and coming out of away from the people that are following them up behind. I think because my problem is you get people at the moment that do a variety of jobs, but then they've started their own podcast and now they're jumping on the bandwagon kind of thing and saying, I'll teach you how to do a podcast But then people go to them because they think, oh, that's a little bit cheaper. I'll I'll go to them. And then I think, oh, should I be doing something else? Everyone is trying to move into this space that I'm in. I mean, there's still not a lot of people do it. And there's certainly not a lot of qualified people that do it. And it's not crowded quite yet, but it's getting that way. Videographers are are realising that people want audio more. And they say, no, we'll, we'll now do podcasting. And then I get a bit, oh, what are you doing that for? And I just keep saying, stay in your own lane, never mind them. They're coming up behind all the time. And it must happen, I mean, in loads of industries. Yeah, so I think, you know, to that, I would say that there's two things. Firstly, when you clarify your message, part of the exercise that we go through is um, looking at your competitors and how their offering compares to your offering. And if it's very similar, we can work through and think about how we might innovate that based on your past and your experience and your, what you uniquely bring to that situation. We also think about what we call message amplifiers. And those are things, for example, that build and add to your credibility, like your 25 years experience and, and things such as that. So we can, we can do that and really work to establish you as an authority. And so part of clarifying your message is understanding all of the steps that are required to get somebody from where they are stuck to where they want to be and when we understand ourselves all those steps uh, that are required to get from that point a to point b we can start to break that down into content groups uh, that we can put on our website share on our social media use when we go networking and so quite often it, it empowers people that have been through the message clarifier process and gives them confidence to be in those environments where they weren't confident before Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that. If somebody wants to go through that process with you and connect the dots with SenseMaker, where do they find you? Uh, So the best place at the moment to find me is on LinkedIn by searching SenseMaker or just my name, Brad Bucheri. Thanks very much for that. And if people want to find you, yeah, if they look for you on LinkedIn, SenseMaker or Brad Bucheri. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about me or my business, or you want to start your very own podcast, contact me at voiceitpodcastagency.co.uk. I'll see you next time.